Hello everyone. Hi. Welcome back. Long time no talk. My bad. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Sports and Stilettos podcast. I am your host Breezy. Welcome to episode number 4 of season 2. Ooh. I don't know I don't think there's anyone on this planet that could have thought that 2020 would go the way that it has been going. But we are lucky enough to have sports back in the picture. Give or take a couple of weeks until they get everything situated. But nonetheless, the NFL and the NBA are on the verge of starting in about a month. So... You guys know that makes me very, very happy because <laughs> now I have things to talk about. Um, but besides that, uh, let it be known that the officers who did uh, kill Breonna Taylor have not been arrested yet. And there needs to be justice for Breonna Taylor. I stand with her. You guys know this if you follow me on my Twitter account. Um, you know, her life matters. So we need justice for Breonna Taylor as soon as possible. So let's start with the NFL because you guys know that's where my heart is. And I love, love, love that um, the NFL is actually starting. Um, So technically speaking, training camp does start on July 28th. And players are to report all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, (laughs) goodness. Um, Going into the NFL preseason, it was announced earlier today, earlier this week, that the NFL preseason has been shortened to two games instead of four which I am 1,000% on board with because you guys know I don't really like the NFL preseason. I think it's way too long. Um, I think the players will do just fine with just two games. Even I mean, assuming that they have a decent training camp, um, I think they'll be. I think they'll be just fine. Um, you know, especially with the option of going to. Uh, you know, 17 games during the regular season instead of just 16. The shortened preseason also helps with the longevity of the players in the regular season and then into the playoffs. So I am all on board with that. Now, we do not know if the preseason is going to be canceled 100% because of what's going on in you know, Texas and Florida and all those other places down south where the coronavirus numbers have kind of took another leap for the worst. Um, You know, it's really not that hard to wear a mask, guys. It's not. You know, you wear it when you get out of the car, when you go into a, a building, an establishment, whatever. Just wear the mask. That's it. That's all you got to do. You wear a mask when you go into the grocery store, when you go into the nail salon, the hair salon, the, um, uh, I don't know, the clothing store, the mall, like, you know, to get your car fixed. Like, it doesn't matter. Just wear a mask. 
you know, I want things to go back to normal just like everybody else does. But we can't if people are coughing and raising hell because they refuse to wear a mask. People who have breathing problems have no issues going places with their oxygen. Why? Because they need it. We need you to wear a mask. So stop being a weirdo. Just wear the freaking mask. You take it off when you get in the car. It's not that difficult. Like, whatever. Or don't wear a mask. Wear a scarf. Wear, wear something that helps protect other people from you. That's it. It's really what it comes down to. We don't know what you got. We don't know where you've been. The last thing we need is you coughing over some bananas and, you know, now you're infecting 40, 50, 100 people just from going into a grocery store. It's ridiculous. Get it together. Anyway, sorry for that rant. (laughs) But, um, you know, the preseason is shortened because of player health. I think that the NFL Players Association has been very, very clear as to what their priorities are. You know, obviously player health, their family's health are top priority right now. Um, you know, the last thing that we need is a, uh, a joint practice or something where, you know, two teams are now being exposed to a virus and they take it back to wherever their respective you know, homes are. That's the last thing that we need because now that's messing up the regular season. It's messing up, you know, play. It's messing up a whole lot of things. There's a chain reaction that comes with that. And I would like the chain reaction to not happen. So I am all for player um, health. I'm all for uh, precautionary measures. I'm all for doing what you need to do to make sure that everyone within this sport, within this, um, or, you know, overall organization is safe. You know, I saw something earlier also today that, you know, maybe the NFL is going to make fans sign a waiver to attend games. Uh, listen, I will bring a pen with me. Do you understand? I don't care. I will wear a mask. I don't mind. I don't have to drink alcohol when I'm at the link. I can pregame in the hotel before that. I'm good. I am Gucci. You understand? I'm good with that. Tell me where to sign. Do I need a date? Do you need the print and the signature? Like, how many pages is this waiver going to be? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sign me up for that. I am fine with that. Perfectly fine with that. Um, so back, back to the pre, I keep going on these rants. My goodness. Sorry guys. Anyway, um, you know, weeks one and four of the preseason have been canceled. So that leaves weeks two and three. Um, we all know that the hall of fame game, uh, that Dallas is playing in has been canceled. Didn't want to see Dallas play anyway. So really doesn't affect me. Um, you know, and like I said earlier, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took, um, additional measures and they actually canceled the entire preseason. Um, I don't know how that would affect the conditioning of the players when regular season actually starts because n- it seems like nobody is in like game like game readiness or they're not in game shape at all. You know, they haven't been able to practice at the facilities because the facilities have been closed. They haven't been able to um 
you know, work in bigger groups because they want to be um, they want to be as safe as possible. So I don't know what you know, I don't know what these organizations are going to do if, you know, preseason is canceled. Like, yeah, you can. I, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, by that time, at least the facilities are open and, you know, players can actually get together in maybe smaller groups or something like that and and work out at a facility but you know at this point everything is up in the air and you know what i blame florida because florida is acting crazy right now and they don't have oh they don't have a chill button to save their lives like my goodness i get on social media and i see people at day bars and crowded places the beach like can y'all just go stay in the house or wear a mask when you go out. Like, my, it is not that hard. It is not that hard. I know everybody has cabin fever. I know people want to get outside. I know that. But social distancing is a real thing. It's a real thing. If you see that the day bar you want to go to is crowded with people and there's nowhere for you to walk, leave. Go to somewhere else. You're prolonging my sports. Jeez. <sighs> so anyway, we're going to get into a few things. Um, we covered, you know, obviously the NFL preseason. Um, I keep seeing a lot of things on social media. You know, I don't know if people are joking about Jalen Hurts being, you know, quarterback one just because Deshaun Jackson is in Tampa working out with him. Um, newsflash people. Jalen Hurts is not quarterback number one. That's Carson Wentz's job, and he's not coming in here to take it. So I'm going to need you guys to stop with the quarterback one equaling Jalen Hurts, okay? Stop it. The next time I see it on social media and it comes across my timeline on Twitter, I'm reporting you because I don't want to see it anymore. I'm over it. That is no longer a story. Stop. All right? If my top receiver was in the same city as a rookie quarterback, yes, I would expect him to go and work out with him. I would expect him to go and teach him something, teach him routes, have go in there and help him learn the playbook. You got less than a month till training camp. Like, we don't know what Jalen Hurts knows. We don't know what kind of things he's absorbed out of the playbook. We have no idea. But you know what? At the end of the day, players are helping players. They are all part of the Eagles organization. And I expect them to help each other out. I don't care how you do it. But if you guys are in the same city, oh, yeah. I, I better see something on social media where you guys are working out or something. Because if you're not, then that, that, that's a little bit of a problem for me, personally. There's no way you could be in the same city as a teammate and not be working out with them. There's no way. There's no way. Carson Wentz was out there with a couple of his wide receivers. You know, Jalen Hurts is out there with Deshaun Jackson. Fletcher Cox just had like, I don't know, eight to ten of the defensive line there at his house working out, doing things with them, having a bonding moment. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Obviously be safe, but, you know. Work out with each other. It's not hard. You know, it It just, it is what it is. They would be doing it regardless. 
I mean, they'd probably be doing it at the facility because the facility would be open. But, you know, it's, it's the exact same thing that they would be doing if COVID was not here. They would be working out together if they were in the same city. We've seen it every year. It's not a surprise. Let the Jalen Hurts quarterback one stuff go. Tired of it. Tired of it. The only time that I'm going to be concerned about Jalen Hurts is when he takes the job from Nate Sudfeld and is quarterback two, officially. It's the only time I'm going to be worried about it. Because at that point, I need to trust him to step in when Carson Wentz is coming out of the game. That's it. That's the only time I'm going to be concerned about Jalen Hurts. Other than that, let the man live. Good Lord. <sighs> anyway, um, you know, as you guys know, Brandon Brooks uh, tore his uh, Achilles tendon. Uh, not again. Maybe again. I don't know. I think he had that injury before. But, um, yeah, he's out for the season. Um, but clearly that's not stopping him from doing you know, his, uh, his jujitsu, his, you know, whatever it is, his, his martial arts, all of that stuff. It's not, it's not stopping him. I saw a video of this man in a cast doing whatever it is that he is doing and, and, and getting in that work, you know, Brandon Brooks deserves, I, I really, I really do wish that he wasn't injured because He's coming off, what, the shoulder dislocation last year. Um, you know, it just sucks. It sucks. I, I want him out there. I want him a full season of domination. Next to his buddy, Lane Johnson, that's what I want. But you know what? The next person who comes in and steps in for Brandon Brooks needs to be at least 75% of what Brandon Brooks would have been at 100%. That's what I need from that person. Whoever it is, that's what I need from that person. And I think the Eagles O-line is going to be fine. You know, once we figure out the, um, you know, the left tackle situation uh, or left guard, I'm sorry. Yeah, tackle. Um, You know, I I really think that's going to be Andre Dillard. I don't think that the Eagles are going to re-sign J.P., let the man go and retire. I know he's been working out. I know he looks, quote unquote, faster than he did in years before. I know he feels stronger than he did in years before. But you're 38. Probably going to turn 39 pretty soon. I don't need a 40-year-old left tackle. I don't. Nope. Nope. You can miss me with it. Give me Andre Dillard and call it a day and be done. Let's just move on. It's time. The team needs to get younger anyway. So why would we re-sign somebody who's 40 years old? It doesn't make any sense. It goes against everything that Howie made as a point of emphasis last season, at the end of last season, during this, during this offseason, in the draft. He made it a point. This team needs to get younger. They keep re-signing these 35, 36, 37-year-old players. And, and it's a year or it's 
two games and they get hurt and they're done for the season. Like, no, I don't need that. I'm tired of it. It's been happening every single year. I'm sick of it. Give me somebody who's young and and limber, okay? I'll take that over JP any day. You know, I'm not taking away anything that Jason Peters has done for this organization. He has been phenomenal. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. But I think his playing days are over. That's just me. Um, Something else that I've seen. Uh, I mean, not that I've seen, but, you know, you guys know that there's been rumors that you know, um, Jamal Adams might come to Philadelphia. <sighs> I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I could talk about this forever. So I'm going to keep it nice and short. It's a no for me. It is. Um, I'm going to just leave it at that. I think Jamal Adams is a phenomenal player. Great 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 probably the one of the best at his position but I am not giving up the house for Jamal Adams I'm not nope no 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 and I and I've debated this on Twitter so if you follow me on Twitter you've probably seen it I am not I'm not doing it people have been saying oh we'll give up Zach Ertz and a number one no no you give up Zach Ertz in the number one, you're still going to have to pay this man a new contract anyway. I'm not doing all of that. That's too much. That's too much for one position? Nah. Nah, you can miss me with that. Nope. Nope, not doing it. Not going to do it at all. Mm-mm. Nope. I'd rather see, give the guys that we have right now a year to get into this system and and to thrive. I'm, I really, really, really want to see what Kayvon Wallace has to has to give. I want to see what he can do. I really do. I think he's going to be great, personally. I mean, I hope so. You know, but we won't know until they get out on the field. So stop. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. And then another thing that I've seen that I'm not going to spend too much time on because, um, you know, I've seen people kind of handle this a lot better and I'm very happy about it. But there was a I think um, I forget who put it out. Maybe CBS Sports. I could be very wrong about that. Um, I don't remember. But. They put out a, uh, you know, top 10 coaches of, two, I think, 2020, something like that. And Doug Peterson was number nine behind Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Um, yeah, just based on that, the whole list is wrong. Like, there's there's no way that Doug should be below number six there's no way and the fact that he is is like mind-blowing but you know what national media you're not gonna get this eagles fan base all in a tizzy nope nope not gonna do it 
Nope, because we've got better things to think about. We got the season to think about. We've got uh, tailgates and and all of that stuff. We've 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 got man caves to decorate. We we don't have time for your nonsense about our team. No, we don't have time for that. Go talk about something else, please. Go talk about how Dak Prescott just signed his uh what is it his um. Uh, oh my gosh, now I'm drawing a blank. His franchise tag. Let's, let's, let's go talk about that. Go talk about that. Go bother the Dallas Cowboys and how Jerry Jones hasn't spoken out about Black Lives Matter when everyone on his team is black. How about that? Go 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 talk about that. Don't talk about my coach no more. Because I'm over it. Y'all, you, national media disrespects this Eagles organization and this Eagles team every day. And it is annoying. It is absolutely annoying. It's infuriating, you know, some days because, like, the disrespect is so real. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he only has one ring. Yeah, but he, he got a ring in his second year of being a head coach. And a lot of people didn't even think he deserved to even be a head coach. So let's not get it twisted. Doug Peterson deserved to be much higher on that top 10 list than sitting at number nine. Like, no, they need to redo that list. And whoever did it, don't need to do it again. Get somebody else. You need fresh eyes. <laughs> so now we're going to shift over to the NBA. And the NBA is, is, a, is a very, very, very funny uh, organization right now because you know, some details came out about this whole, I call it the bubble season <laughs> because they're literally going to be playing inside of a bubble. They're going to be living there. They're going to be eating there. They're going to be working out there. They're going to be um, playing inside of a $150 million bubble close to Disney World in Florida where COVID cases have literally skyrocketed over the last like two or three weeks. So this should prove to be very, very interesting over the next couple of days. So, like I said, $150 million to make this quote-unquote bubble for these, I believe it's 22 teams. I could be wrong about that. I'm guessing. But 22 teams within, what, two, maybe three or four hotels. You know, you have chefs there. You have um, uh, trainers there. You, you have all of this stuff inside of this bubble like it is a gated community it's insane it's absolutely insane i don't know how i mean well i probably do i mean it's the nba they have a lot of money whatever but you know it's it's crazy to have that many people in such an enclosed space personally i think i think that's a lot you know they could have they could have cut some things down or or did something different, but you know, I'm not Adam Silver, so I have no say so. But anyway, the season starts July 31st. Uh, from what I've read, I think teams are going to start reporting next week, July 7th, I believe is the earliest that they can start reporting down there. Um, I really don't know how many, I mean, like Florida is like wild right now with this COVID stuff. 
So I don't know if there's any teams that are actually going to be going down there this early. But I could be wrong. I mean, we'll see next week. So, um, you know, like I said, teams travel as early as uh, July 7th. Um, this is one thing that really, 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 really made me laugh because me and um, a Twitter girlfriend of mine, Holly, were talking about how these NBA players are going to be literally surrounded by each other for three months. That means no significant others, no girlfriends, no randoms, no side chicks, no none of that. You're going to be around a bunch of testosterone for three months. What is going to happen to these guys? What is it like? It, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the aggression and the anger and all of that stuff is going to you're going to see it. You're going to see it out on the court. And it's probably going to be like somebody, wanna, I forget who said it, but um, in the form of more flagrant fouls or, you know, just like players going in there and wilding out because they have they have no stress reliever anymore for three months. And let's be real. What man goes three months without a stress reliever? So, you know, I'm just putting that out there. But Stephen A. Smith is, is actually the one who brought it up. Um, he said he thinks that Adam Silver didn't think about that. And from what I've heard, you know, significant others are allowed to go down there. Their families are allowed to go down there, but it's not going to be within the first month. So if players start reporting July 7th, season doesn't start till July 31st, you're not going to see your significant other until September. So all of July, all of August, the earliest you would probably see them is what? First week and a half of September. That's that's probably the earliest that we're looking at right now that families would be able to go down to, to uh, be inside the bubble. That to me, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. But, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if, if, you know, a couple of side chicks or a couple of randoms, you know get spotted by an NBA player. It's not going to surprise me at all. And it won't be surprising either if these NBA players start flying people to Florida. <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised because people do it every day. So, But it'll be funny. It really will because I don't know how they're going to get out of the bubble or how they're going to get their side chick into the bubble. So that should pose to be very, very interesting. I wish I could be a fly on the wall for like a situation like that. That'd be crazy. But anyway. um, So the NBA also, I believe it was last week, the NBA um, announced that players are allowed to change the last names on their jerseys to support the Black Lives Matter movement. It was then reported <laughs> uh, a few days ago or this week, if I'm not mistaken, that they are not allowed. There, there are stipulations for the names that are allowed on the back of the jerseys. So at first it was like, OK, well, you can you can pretty much, you know, choose whatever you want to put on the back of your jersey. 
Now they're saying that you, the players are not allowed to use the names of the deceased individuals who have been killed at the hands of cops, which is literally everyone. So what is the point in saying, oh, you can change the name on the back of your jersey to support Black Lives Matter? What are the players going to do? Is everybody going to have Black Lives Matters on the back of their jersey? That doesn't even make sense. You can't have George Floyd. You can't have Breonna Taylor. You can't have, um, oh my gosh, you, you can't have anybody. You can't have anybody's name on the back of your jersey because they all have died at the hands of police. And that to me is a very, very, very big part of why people are protesting, of why, you know, you know like, People, people and organizations and these big companies just, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. And it doesn't make sense. And now I'm about to go on a rant because this is the part that I have been waiting for. I feel like everybody is getting all of this wrong. Like I've seen like little news stories like, oh, this uh this state is gonna is gonna stop saying master bathroom and master bed. That is not what we asked for. We asked for the cops who killed Breonna Taylor to be arrested and charged. I don't care about how you address the biggest bedroom in a house. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Fine, Delaware finally taking down a, a, a literally a whipping post. A whipping post. And they call it a historical landmark. No. No. Arrest the officers who killed Breonna Taylor. You know, all of these big companies want to, they want to, they want to do all these little things and... They just want to be like, oh, you know, we understand. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not because you still have people out here walling out that are being recorded now. So you see it every day. You know, you got people going into grocery stores, coughing on stuff. You got people literally throwing things around in the grocery store because they have to wear a mask and they refuse to. You got people, um you know, fighting all of these different um, employees, company employees, because they're, they're being told to wear a mask and they don't want to. It's ridiculous. All of this is ridiculous. You know, people are dying for literally the simple, simple things. I saw a video today. And it was of a couple, they were in their car, they got the the guy, the male who was driving got pulled over, they're black. Male got pulled over, the officer then reached inside of his car to open his driver's side door and then proceeded to try to pull him out of the car. For what? For what? Where does that aggression come from? Because at, at that point, there there is no, oh, I fear for my life. You just tried to drag a man out of the car at a traffic stop. 
These are the things that black people in America are going through. These are the things that black people in America want to have changed. There is no reason why people should be starting to get pulled out of their cars and then shot. There is no reason why people should be asking police officers, can I call my family member to come pick me up from a restaurant parking lot so that I can go home and end up being killed? There is no reason why a woman who is sleeping in her own bed gets raided by police and then gets shot eight times in her home. There is no reason for this. And these big companies will never, ever, ever understand it until they are in that situation. But they will never be in that situation because they are not black in America. They're not. And you doing all these little, oh, we'll take master bathroom out of out of the equation. Oh, we'll take down this whipping post. A whipping post that is literally, that has literally had slaves tied to it and whipped I don't get it but this is America supposed to be the home of the free or the land of the free who's free because it ain't us it ain't black people When you have to fear for your life in your own home, in your own driveway, walking two blocks to the store because someone else who has no idea who you are feels threatened by you, is scared that you might come out and do something, doesn't think that you belong because you're black. You don't belong in this neighborhood. It is insane. It is absolutely, absolutely insane. And it's sad. It's really sad. And, you know, I've seen people who, you know, have come out and they're like, you know, now that I've I've been talking to you know, different people. I'm starting to learn more about why you feel like this. You know, their viewpoints have changed. And I'm happy about that. But at the end of the day, the minds of the people who actually have power in this nation are not, they're not phased. They're not phased by anything. So we have to continue to live in fear. We do. You know, I pray over I pray over me and my daughter every day. I don't know what's going to happen within the eight minutes that I leave my house and and drop her off at daycare. I don't know. I pray for everybody in my circle that they that they get home and they get to where they're going and they make it back safe. That's it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy the world that we live in right now. You got the president of the United States not caring that a virus is literally shutting down the United States of America. And he's trying to blame another country. Or he's saying, oh, slow down testing. Because if you slow down testing, then the numbers 
will slow down too. The number of cases that are reported will slow down. Well, obviously. But if we tell a dog not to bark, is it still a dog? Like that, it it just, it's... I'm sorry, guys. That was That was a really long rant. But... You know, it's just it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. So we're going to we're going to double back. We're going to go right back into sports really, really quick um, and talk really quick about the Sixers. So um, the Sixers have no reported illnesses. Keep your fingers crossed because you, 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 you never know what could happen between now and when they report to Florida. Um, the. <laughs> the new forward that they uh, that they signed, I'm probably going to say his last name wrong, but Ryan Burkoff, he reminds me of Blippi. If you are a parent, you know exactly who Blippi is. And um, if you look, <laughs> if you look up this guy and you look at a picture of Blippi, literally looks like the same person, just with a little bit more facial hair. It's it's wild. But um you know, that's really that's really all that the Sixers have been doing. You know, they don't ha- really have any anything crazy going on. Um, you know, I was having a conversation earlier today and tried to figure out what the uh, over under was for Ben Simmons shooting a three. And uh, if I had to put money on it, it's probably two. And I'd go with the under. I would really go with the under because I don't know what Ben Simmons is going to do in Florida. I have no idea. But if he isn't doing it at home at Wells Fargo Center, he's probably not going to do it in Florida. I don't think that the fans have anything to do with him shooting a three or not. Honestly, I don't. Um, but yeah, we'll end this. Uh, Sixers first game is August 1st against the Pacers. Keep your fingers crossed that that game actually happens and nothing crazy goes on inside of the bubble in uh, Orlando. And, you know, with that, we are going to end the show. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, so sorry for the rants, Um, you know, but, you know, you guys know me. It is what it is. You're going to get a rant at least once a week, if not more than that inside of one episode so um just love me anyway and i love you back um for uh those who are new make sure you follow me on twitter at your host underscore breezy you can follow me on instagram as well at sports and stilettos podcast um trying to think oh (laughs) duh Uh, Make sure that you like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show so that you know when new episodes drop. I don't have a set schedule right now because of how crazy my personal life is versus what sports are giving me right now. So I will try to get you one episode. Right now, I think it's like once a month. But that, that that will go up, I promise. Soon. Very soon. So, um, yes. Just be on the lookout. When you subscribe, you will be notified as soon as I drop a new episode. And I do drop episodes in the middle of the night. So when you wake up, you can turn me on. There you go. Yep. Anyway, um, I hope that you guys have a very, very safe 
and happy weekend. Um, tweet me, DM me, whatever you want to do. Let me know what you think. And I'm ha- I'm so happy that sports are back. I'm <laughs> so happy. But anyway, <laughs> until next time, everybody, peace and love. <laughs>